to Adventures in ESL Podcast, a podcast for K-12 ESL teachers who want to learn strategies and tips for planning for their English language learners. I am Millie, and I will be your host on this ESL adventure. Good evening, everyone. I am Millie, and I am here today with you again. And once again, I am really, really excited. So just give me one moment. I had my volume up too high. (laughs) But I'm Millie, and I am excited to be here with you all today as we dive in today's mini training. But before I do anything, I want to first welcome you officially. I am excited that you decided to join me this evening. I know for me, this week has been amazing. This year is coming to the halfway mark, and we're actually past it, I'm thinking. I'm thinking, I'm not sure we're coming up on the 100th day of school. So I'm personally excited. And this week, I was really excited to see my ELLs do some sentence structure work and getting into writing and just excelling at it. And so once again, I was very excited to see that for them this year. It's amazing to see some of the hard work that you as an educator put in at the beginning of the year. And then as the you get to this point, you start to flourish. And I'm like just in class like, oh, I'm not trying not to cry. See, you all do all of this <laughs> amazing. Amazing work. So my wish as usual is that you all had a fantastic week. I know some people are testing. I know some of us are preparing to start testing. So once again, thank you for being here and taking time to show up this evening. I'm really excited. Every week, starting next week, I want to highlight some teacher wins. A win can be something huge or it can be small. Like it can be a small win like I had this week. So if you want to celebrate a small win or a large win with your ELLs, just email me at Millie at myadventuresatesl.com. I also have a Facebook group, adventuresinesl.com. You can join and we share our wins each week. But I am going to start sharing other ELL educator wins. So I would love to hear yours. Just email me at Millie at myadventuresinesl.com if you want to share a small win or a big win you have with your ELLs. Today, I'm going to share with you how you can use picture books to teach very complex topics. I know if you're in high school, if you're in middle school like I am, do not click off. You can use this strategy too, I promise you. I use it every time I'm having to build background knowledge or teach a complex topic. A lot of times our ELLs, and not necessarily our ELLs, but it can be general ed students as well, might not have the background knowledge around some of the complex topics that they're going to be encountering in school. For example, have you ever tried to teach about the Civil War in the United States and got completely blank look for your students? I know I have, and I was like, oh my goodness, what do I do? How do I teach this very complex topic to my students? Now, a lot of times students lack that background knowledge that they need to be able to comprehend some of the text that they're going to be reading. Now, this is really important to have background knowledge. Now, we as readers, as fluent readers know 
you have to have that background knowledge to be able to make inferences in a text. If you don't have background knowledge about a topic, it is going to be extremely difficult for your ELLs to make inferences. And if they're not able to make inferences, then they're going to struggle to develop some of those critical reading skills. So it is really, really important that you take the time to build background knowledge. And the way that I do that is through picture books. In our middle school curriculum, the students are learning about slavery in the United States. Now, we all know that this is a complex topic. It is a topic that requires tons of background knowledge. And so going into this lesson, I knew, I knew that this was going to be a complex topic and I knew that my ELLs needed to fully understand everything to comprehend the upcoming text we're reading, Frederick Douglass. Now, as I'm planning my lessons, my mind automatically went to how can I help my English language learners to understand this complex topic of slavery? I mean, there is so much that I want them to understand. I want them to understand the reasons, the consequences, and the aftermath of it. And the novel and text that I was coming across that I was trying to use to help them understand it required that they had some deep background knowledge about the topics. And for me, this was a serious obstacle and I needed a solution like immediately. So one of the things that I've done previously was use picture books with my English language learners when I was teaching newcomers. And so I immediately turned to picture books. I was like, you know what? Picture books are packed with visuals. They are packed with graphs, some of them. The students can look at the photos in the picture books and able to make inferences in some cases. They can make predictions. So I was like, you know what? My gut is saying use picture books. And I've used them previously with my ELLs in middle school and they were a hit. And I thought, okay, you know what? Let me go ahead and try this out again and see what happens. So I knew when I was planning my lesson, like I mentioned, we were learning about slavery. So I knew when I was planning my lessons, I knew that I wanted my visuals in the picture book to be mature because like I said, I have middle schoolers. And I knew that I wanted the text to be complex. I want you all to understand just because it's a picture book does not mean that it's easy. <laughs> there are some very, very complex picture books out there. So I knew that when I was planning my lessons, it had to be very age appropriate for my middle schoolers. And I knew that I wanted the text to be complex. And so what I mean was I wasn't planning on reading a picture book to my students the cat is blue. You know, they had varied sentence lists and sentence limbs. So I knew that when I was going into it. Now, one of the things before I even read the picture books to my students, I let them know that they are never too old to listen to someone read to them. I tell them in the adult world, this is called audiobooks. I tell them, I love audiobooks. I said, have you ever heard have podcasts? They have podcasts where people are reading to you. So I let them know that they're never too old for that. Even adults have people read to them. 
And I do this to ease the students' fears of me reading to them being too kitty. Because if you have middle schoolers and high schoolers, they may check, oh, my teacher's reading to me, and they may check out. So before I even read to my students, I set that expectation with them that, you know what? It's okay to have somebody read to you. It's okay to listen to someone read. Even adults have someone read to them occasionally. So definitely set that expectation. And when I was doing my topic on slavery, I decided on the picture book, Heart and Soul, the Story of America and African Americans. The reason why I decided on this picture book was because it was mature visuals. They were age appropriate. The text was complex. And in addition, it explained to the students in their language, the history of slavery and the history of African Americans in the United States. In Thankfully, the curriculum that I'm using, they also had a picture book, If the People Could Fly. Now, this was an introduction to how slaves were treated on a plantation because Frederick Douglass, we're reading his narrative, so he was on a plantation. So I wanted to make sure to include that as well so they can make connections. Now, when I actually started to read the picture book, during the reading, I made sure I modeled critical thinking skills. I made sure I modeled making inferences. I made sure that I modeled analyzing photos. I mean, as I was reading a picture book, I would do think alouds. I would stop at a photo and I would say, you know what, I'm looking at this photo and I noticed, you know, that the slaves were on a plantation and they were being treated badly. And I modeled asking a question. I modeled making predictions. I did all of these great things, these skills that they need while reading the picture book. And guess what? When we dive into the novel, the students were making connections left and right. Like they were making so many connections back to that picture book. They were making inferences and they were able to do this because I took the time out to build background knowledge with a complex text by building background knowledge with picture books. So one of the things that I want you to think about in your upcoming lessons, I want you to think about some of the topics that you're doing in your upcoming lessons. And I want you to ask yourself as a teacher, what do your students need to know about this topic? And once you do that, find some age appropriate picture books that align to the topic. I would suggest doing a simple Google search on picture books for Abraham Lincoln (laughs) and also the library. You can go to the library, go to the search engine and library, and you can find tons of picture books. I also like using Amazon as well. When I go to Amazon, I type in the picture books and then sometimes they recommend some for me as well. So those are definitely two resources. And I also want to give you an example. So if you're reading, your students are preparing to read the Gettysburg Address in your lesson. And this is a complex topic. You know your students maybe have may have a lack of background knowledge about this topic. One of the things that you can do is before reading it, have a read aloud of a picture book about Abraham Lincoln so the students can know more about the author of the Gettysburg Address. So that is an example that you can use. So try to make sure that once you have 
chosen a topic, make sure you find something that allows you to build that background knowledge with your students. Now, once you have chosen your picture books, the next step that you need to do is read the book first and generate questions that for your ELLs. So one of the things that I love doing when I read picture books is that I like to stop and do comprehension checks. And I use those questions to kind of gauge if my students are understanding. It also, once again, keeps them engaged in the picture book. One of the ways that you can generate questions is using Bloom's question stems, and you can have it to where it's tiered. So as you read the book, the questions get more difficult. I love using that. I love doing it to check for understanding. It keeps the students engaged and they feel like they're a part of it as well. Also, one of the things, once you choose your picture book, you also want to model some key reading skills, like making connections, making inferences. You can model that as you're reading. And then while you're reading, you can say, okay, I made an inference. I want you to turn and talk to your partner. Share an inference with your partner. It's a great way to do that. It's fun. It's engaging. And guess what? You are building background knowledge. So when they get to those complex texts, they will have that background knowledge they need uh, to be able to use some of those critical reading skills. Now, of course, you have some action items that I have planned out for you. Your first action item is, I want you to review an upcoming lesson that you are planning for your students. And ask yourself, in this lesson, is there a complex topic or concept that is going to need background knowledge? And if so, I want you to find an appropriate picture book that aligns with that lesson topic. Once you do that, plan to read that book aloud with your ELLs and generate some questions that you're gonna ask during the read aloud. Also, plan on modeling some key reading skills for your ELLs. Now, I would love to know what are some of your favorite picture books to teach a topic? I've shared some of mine, but I would love to know some of yours. So definitely go to myadventuresinesl.com and share those. Or if you feel free, you can just email me at millie at myadventuresinesl.com. Once again, I am ecstatic to be here with you all this evening. I will see you all next week as usual. Bye. Thank you for joining me this week on Adventures in ESL. Make sure to visit my website, myadventuresinesl.com, for some freebies and special gifts. You can also subscribe to the show so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, I appreciate it if you provide a rating on iTunes so more ESL teachers can learn strategies and tips. Thank you so much for tuning in today and remember to stay positive and always have high expectations for your English language learners. See you soon.